It's hard. I, I think like, I mean, obviously like, like clearly in the thing, and it's like a trope now because everybody, including the left and the right, both say it every time there's a mass shooting, but like mental, like mental health is like an issue in this country. There is a sickness that is like pretty uniquely American, um, especially among young white men um, today. Something is, is really terribly wrong. And I don't think that you can legislate it away. I don't think it's as easy as just like, I mean, obviously, yes, keeping weapons that can like mow down hundreds of people in seconds away from people who are like mentally deranged is probably in the best interest of society. But like how the how the nuts and bolts of exactly how to do that are not as clear as people seem to think that they are. Um I, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but to me, this like this is this is just another symptom of like living of a whole country that has been living for generations and generations under the boot of runaway capitalism and overt white supremacy. I think that like there's like yeah. there is a feeling, and I don't know. I'm not inside the heads of these guys who decide to pick up guns and like go to their school or to McDonald's or wherever they're going with them. But there is a feeling of like desperation and nihilism and anger and angst that I don't. I think is uniquely American, and I think that it does. I think it does come from living in a country where you are exploited as, as an MO. And this is not meant by the way, to like excuse any of these guys, like fuck every single one of these guys. I'm not going to sit here and like be like, Oh, like, you know, he had such problems with his life. Like what a complicated guy. Like I'm not, not doing any of that, but there are like, there are, there is a, this country is sick at its roots and these mass shootings in my view are a symptom of that. And so these are, downwardly mobile young white men and when you talk about that confluence between capitalism and white supremacy it's it's sort of like everything that was promised to these folks they're not getting almost does that make sense and i don't know i think it's just absurd to try and explain this shit but I, I think there's something to that, the, the fact that it's white supremacy and capitalism. And I think there's almost this sort of like these these people think that there's something that they deserve in this country that they're not getting. Right. I mean, and the answer to that, in my opinion, is is to overcome capitalism, which seems to be like, you know, is... I mean, obviously, we're all, all all of us are doing it. People, you know, I mean, the Black Panthers were trying to do that, right? Um, been doing it for a lot of decades. Uh, it's an up, it's an uphill battle. It's a really, it's a, it's a huge mountain to try and climb. But I believe it is the only true way out of this. I, I like. We can't, we can't raise, we can't continue to have these generations of people who are growing up just watching their living conditions deteriorate and deteriorate and deteriorate. We can't keep having 
generations born that whose lives are harder and and more filled with misery than the generations that came before them you know that that's not sustainable that doesn't breed healthy people um we need to lift we need to lift each other up we need we need to be in communities where people need help helping those people um yeah. I don't know. Maybe, right. maybe because, I don't know. I feel like I sound like a fucking hippie right now. I mean, no, I don't, I, I I don't know the, what the rest of the answer is. In some is, way, you know? yeah, but like you're right, right? And like right. if we don't create answers like that, like these these disenchanted, downwardly mobile young white guys are getting picked off by like the far right. So what's the answer, you know? And and that was this is part of the conversation that we were having at our all staff meeting yesterday. Our equity team led a really interesting conversation about like, you know, this article that we reread and discussed that was talking about, you know, hate crime laws um, and, you know, some of the, the great arguments for and against them. Right. And the idea being that it's very easy to scapegoat, you know, the the people who commit the most egregious um and most violent acts in the name of our shared values but they don't stop it stop those from being our shared values right um and so what does it mean to actually engage in a primary prevention strategy what does it mean to you know teach people from from the beginning the truth what does it mean to engage in restorative justice and transformative justice practices what does it mean to I, you know, identify people before they become the violent actors and provide what they need. And we we ended up in this conversation talking about bullying, right? And how healthy, well-adjusted people don't bully other people, right? Like that's a symptom. But so often we're taught to ignore bullies when we're growing up. We're taught that it's just part of childhood. And a lot of the things that are happening are dismissed, but there's so much in the way of, these experiences that build on themselves. So, I mean, at the risk of joining you in the hippie train, you know, Skylar, I think that's part of what we're missing, right? Is that this this uh, this appeal to the basic tenets of our humanity. Um, and I think so often that gets lost when we see people as vehicles of productivity, when, you know, we we're in a position where, you know, capitalism created racism, not vice versa, right? So, like, if we really think about the dehumanizing way that all of this has come together, it makes a lot of sense why the answer is, like, to recenter our humanity because I think sometimes we lose our, our way along the way and then there's this really the insidiousness of then making it seem as if getting back in touch with our feelings and getting back in touch with like the softer side of things is somehow less rigorous, less serious and less important than the real considerations. And it's like, if what's more, what's more essential than that? And I know it sounds touchy, but it, it is like, we're not, we're not, pro, we're not machines. We're human beings. And so our and we feelings have value outside yes. of the money that we right. make for people like Jeff Bezos. Right. Right. <laughs> Hey everyone, to unlock this episode as well as every Friday episode of Voices River City, head over to patreon.com slash Voices River City and become a patron of the show for as little as $5 a month. You heard that right. For as little as $5 a month, you literally get twice as much podcast uh, as you did before. So uh, you know how I feel about seeing it and you know how I feel about thinking about seeing it.